0: The stars of different people, What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast, Unrelated Filler, Episode 23. I am your Magical Bro Noonie, joined by nobody right now. It's a few hours after San Japan. I just got back. I was super excited because uh, Juan and I had the absolute honor and pleasure of interviewing Lisa Ortiz. At the convention and I wanted to put this out as soon as I could Um, one just because of how excited I was for it to happen lips were quivering thoughts were slipping minds but I had so much fun doing this interview and if this happens to be the first time that you're tuning into the MBT podcast, please feel free to check out any other episode. We do mostly discussions. They're kind of reviews. We don't rate them at the end. We used to. Got over it. Blah, blah. Uh, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. We are Magical Broadcast On Facebook, you could go to facebook.com forward slash MBT podcast. You could check out our website, mbt.moe or mbt.moe. Or you can subscribe to us on your preferred podcast listening application. We're on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on whatever you can probably think of as far as I know. And seeing as we not necessarily had technical issues, but had issues putting the podcast out when we were planning on recording it there at San Japan. But we'll be doing that tomorrow. Hopefully the next day or whenever I can. But for right now, please enjoy this interview that Juan and I had with Lisa Ortiz at San Japan. So I'm here with uh, Lisa Ortiz, famed uh, ADR director, uh, director in general, actor, And voice actor and various other things that I just became aware of like in this panel today Uh, I didn't know that you did uh, dramas for podcasts and stuff I thought that was pretty cool I like to listen to podcasts but uh, so first question how did you transition from acting and voice acting to ADR directing
1: Um, hi everybody I'm Lisa <laughs> so uh, I started I started acting for a long time um, I started doing series so I would I would go series after series as it turned out um, I started working a lot of there's a lot of actors who transitioned into directing or voice directing so I got a chance at a smaller company that I had started working at they were looking for directors and people to step in and because it's something that I had worked on for a long time they they had asked me to sort of step in and do that and I wound up being good at it. I did some series that you may or may not have ever heard of before I started working on on other things. Some of them were uh, animated things that would go overseas or to Europe. Uh, there is... I met someone today who saw a show that I... Who watched a show that I worked on that was called Sandakan. Sandakan, Sandakan yes. Which uh, was an Indian reboot of a show that we had done. And it was... Uh, it was all actors who i worked with on things that i would later work with on pokemon and i would work with on other things but we sort of worked on that but it was a great way to sort of like cut my teeth and get things in and get used to the dubbing process and also get to try out i had done directing for stage but i had never done anything for animation so that was sort of how i i got into it they were looking for people and i had had a lot of experience acting so it was time to kind of like step onto the other side
0: okay that's pretty cool i'm i'm Always curious about people that work on stuff that's produced here but like sent overseas because I uh, I like a lot of animation in general and try and get as much as you know from outside of the U.S. as I can. So then I I didn't know you did that either. But
1: yeah. well, we we did. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. There's a couple of festivals that happen besides things that are here. There's some festivals called Annecy. There's. Um, there's like MIPTV there's a bunch of other festivals and a lot of times what they'll do is when when any company wants to get their product sold in the U.S. they need to like make a dub for it they they want it to be in the English language so there's a lot of things that we'll see sometimes they get picked up sometimes they don't but a lot of us will work and and uh put together the show for them so that they have so they can pitch it and sell it to other places as well so sometimes they get picked up sometimes they don't but it's a great way to sort of work on a bunch of different kinds of projects yeah
0: uh, so after your first your first voice acting uh, role, I guess, did you ever see yourself doing it for as long as you have?
1: I had no idea. <laughs> Not saying that I mean I hoped you you go in and you think this is what you're going to do. Uh, I didn't know that I would spend as much time in animation, especially in voiceover, as I had, and I certainly wouldn't have known um, when I first started doing things like I worked in the first season of Pokemon that came out. I would never have imagined that the show would still be here and that it would still be going on. But I also didn't know when I first started anime, started doing any of that, that I would still be working and still be doing that. And I, it's, it's actually really amazing and it's a lot of fun. So, but I had, but I had no idea. It was kind of, I was just excited to be working. And then it's kind of, I think that's the kind of the way that it works. You're just excited. You're still working. You're working on what you're doing. And then all of a sudden it's been, you know, <clears throat> some time. <laughs> and uh but I'm I am super thrilled. I'm very glad there's a bunch of us that sort of came up together that are still working at the same time. Some of them here, some of them I I met years ago who are working now in Dallas, who are working in LA. And uh it's really really cool to to see some of us who like still are working out there and sort of have a new crop of people that come up with us also. So it's very fun. But yeah, no idea. It's very fun. <laughs> I'm 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 just jazzed if somebody told me that I, I mean when i was a kid i would watch cartoons and sort of do the voices at the first audition that i went to that was an animated project um which actually was a record of lotus war that was my first uh, anime first thing that i did i kind of went in thinking wow this is crazy i didn't know this could be a job <laughs> and uh here i am many years later and it still is so yes. well, super cool so
0: i actually read on the wikipedia beforehand uh that the way that you got the Job for record of the lotus war was because <laughs> um, what was it your brother or somebody yes, stole your car, stole car. so how uh, is that a, like is that a true story or is that just something that they just put on there?
1: no no that's actually a, a true story <laughs> um, <laughs> i was actually i was home from um, i was I was in school at the time I got mono so i had to I had to stay home i wasn't able to go out and my car also had mono. The battery was dying. <laughs> uh, and so I used to leave my car keys up downstairs. We'd all hang our car keys on the hook in the downstairs. And my brother didn't have his car. So he came and I told him, don't go near it. He took my keys. He left. And... Later on, my car is missing. I'm trying to figure out where it is. He calls, and I'm like, where's my car? He's like, did you know it doesn't work? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I said don't take it. He's like, oh, I don't know. It's at George's house. And then he hung up. And I'm like, who is George? So another friend of mine, my friend Rob, um, calls. He was looking for my brother. And he's like, hey... Uh, do you know where Jeremy is? I'm like, no, but do you know who George is? And do you know where he is? So he came, he picked me up, we wound up going, and at the time he was interning at a company called Central Park Media. And he was, he, I got into his car and he's like, hey, do you know, um, uh, anybody who might be interested in, uh, auditioning for like, you know, some anime that we're doing? I was like, me? (laughs) I would be interested. And that was, that was for Record of Lotus War. I did the audition and, uh, I didn't find out for six months that I had gotten the role. So I went in, I did that, but then I wound up getting, lead. I wound up getting Deed lit in there. And there was a couple of other things that they liked me for, but they had no idea who I was. And um, from there, I sort of booked with people coming into my sessions and things like that. So, yes. So, and incidentally, my brother stole my car, that's why I get that. He still gets uh, guff from that. When he goes to conventions, people are like, are you the brother who stole his car? It's like, why do people say that to me? It's like, well, because that's what you did. My other brother became a police officer. Oh. So, <laughs> so.
0: Two different, two different sides of a coin. Exactly, Yeah.
2: sides
0: so as a coin. So as a voice actor, do you prefer um, working on something established and recognizable, or something that's new that couldn't gain that recognition?
1: Uh, the funny thing is like, I, I like to work on things. It's fun to work on something that you know and that people know. And that's, that's always a fun sort of thing to go into that. So if you have a chance to go into a project, that sort of legacy or something that somebody knows, that's always a fun thing. But, uh, I love working on things that are good. Uh, so if it's, I, and it's kind of fun to get in on a new series and you have a little bit more chance sometimes if you're not performing a character that has existed before you can kind of create you have more more room and more fluidity kind of create what you're doing and we never know you never know when you work on something if um people are gonna be watching it if it's gonna last for a long time if it's gonna go on for a long time we talked about Pokemon nobody would have known that it would still be going on this long Uh, and there's other shows that I've worked on that I thought for sure would go on for a really long time and were awesome and then they sort of like ended after a season or two seasons so you never know so it's kind of you kind of enjoy what you have at the time and see and and keep your fingers crossed
0: whenever it comes to like uh, directing a video game or directing uh, an anime and then now with you know simuldubbing being a thing, um, do they reach out to you and send you some kind of uh, script or a uh, blueprint of what it's going to be or do you just um, kind of show up and it's a here you go kind of thing?
1: Uh, I have, I've had both things happen. I don't do a lot of, uh, of the simul dub stuff but I have had both where I've had, I have Most of the time I'll get a script, sometimes I will have the ability to cast that, to work on it, to kind of read through and spend a little time with it. I've gotten scripts sometimes that I had to direct and go into within like 48 hours, like they needed me to sort of like pitch in and and like step in, but most of the time I will get a script beforehand, I have time to study it, time to read it and do things. because as i said in there and i don't know that people weren't weren't there but uh, a lot of what we do and a lot of the anime stuff that we do in our cases are cold reads so the actors have never seen it before so i'm sort of the guide so i have to know what's going on how it's happening and what's and and what's going on be able to give them enough information that they can do what they need to do there so i have to have sort of the overview of what's going on but um Yeah, sometimes I get a lot of material, sometimes I just get the script, usually I'll get to watch everything beforehand, and I sort of spend time prepping that and and coming in with ideas. So, yeah.
0: So, and I'm skipping uh, around a bit, but, so there's some dubs that come out, like, great, uh, but there are others that, you know, come out not so great. What do you think makes, makes or breaks uh, a good dub, whether it's for a cartoon, an American cartoon or, you know, something from overseas from Japan or something?
1: Um, that's sort of a, a, couple of parted question. Uh, the, one of the first steps on that is, you know, being, first you have the initial product of what it is, like who the storytelling is. So you have the original concept of that. But when you have a series that's sort of a, a great kind of series, uh, it, it starts with the writing. So if you have if you have writing that's really good that you can kind of work with, then you have a better chance of getting the actors to kind of play with that and bring it in, and you have a great story to begin with. There's a little bit more to work with. If you have something that's a little thinner than that, you're going to have to work hard as the director and sort of the actors to try and sort of bring more to it. Uh, I've also seen some things that I saw the original of what it was, and I was like, this is... (laughs) But then you put together a really great... You put together a really great team of really talented actors and, and whatnot, and they can kind of sell something that's, that's not that. So a lot of that is going to be chemistry, but it's, it's, it's all those things. It starts with the writing, gets, you want actors who can sort of be versatile and creative and somebody who, a director who's working on it, who's able to pull kind of all those things together. Because sometimes you don't get to, uh, I, in the chair when I'm there, you have to make sure that you have people who are not in the room at the same time come in, know who they are very quickly, and sound like they're having a conversation, even though sometimes they may be having it weeks apart. So you want to make sure you do that. But yeah, search the writing. Share the story. If you have a good story. You have a better chance of doing that. But also, it's it's about you You want to make sure that you have the relationships of everybody who are there. You know, So... Um, so yeah, so it's got to be it's got to be all three of those things. First, you need a good story, <laughs> <laughs> then you need a good d- writer with good directors, and then a good good actors, and then it will all it'll all work out. But you need somebody who's sort of cohesive, and people who are who are able to listen and work together. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't know exactly the way um, the first few seasons of Pokemon were. I don't know if it was. Um, uh, if it was developed by like another company and four kids picked it up or if it was funded by four kids, but um did you did you work on the was it were you working under four kids uh, when you did the first season of Pokemon as uh, adR director?
1: you know I, I wasn't the director on there. I took over later on. I took over in um. I started working uh under another director, so I was like a second director for black and white and for a couple of other those. Then I came back. Uh I came back as the lead director and, and I'm the main director for the end of XYZ. I stepped in for there and was the sole director for, for the end of XYZ and also for the Alola region that we have now. So that's for the past four years sort of been my, my child. Um there was it was a different team that first started it. And it was also a sort of a different project. Uh, we've got a lot of doors here. Yeah. That's for the for those of you at home. Those are doors. They are going <laughs> over here. It's very good. Learn, adds a little ambiance. Um, but there was uh, it, it was a different team, and also they were working with something that they had. There there was no blueprint for. So they were kind of creating something and they had a it, it wasn't the it wasn't the creature that it is today where everybody knows what it is, everybody has an idea of what it is. They were able to take something that had come when there wasn't a lot of stuff that was being dubbed. There wasn't a lot of stuff that was in the mainstream. There wasn't a lot of anime that was out there and they were able to kind of take that, create story, bring it together and have a little bit of liberties with it that, you know, that like you were talking about before having a um a new show that you don't know. Yeah. It was or once, you know it's it hard to believe now with it so present and everywhere that there was a time when people did not know what Pokemon or Pocket Monsters were. And they sort of came in and people were like, what is this? And they're like, who knows? We're going to you know, put it out there. And so there was a lot of creative energy that came into that. There's been a couple of different directors of the series over time. Um, and I think everybody sort of brought a little bit something to it. But it's because that's one of those shows where every every arc every three seasons you have a new region you have a new arc so it has a little bit of a change to it anyway so yeah
3: hi this is uh, juan the third voice uh so <laughs> so uh, i was reading up on you know what you did what voices you did you did la la rue and now and then here and there yes. yeah, i love that anime it's one of those the it's a great show yes but i also noticed that you supposedly you also did um Cynthia Velasquez from Silent Hill for The Room, and it says that you were not credited for it. Now, does that happen? Is this true or does it happen often not being credited for a role or is it like a decision by the production or by the, the, the person themselves, the actor?
1: Uh, there is, uh, in that case, I'm not sure because I'd have to think, think back and like see if I saw the credits. If I was not credited, that certainly wasn't my choice. I wanted them to know it was me. Um, but sometimes I know, uh, sometimes maybe the production place, uh, the production company has a choice to do that, or they may not have had things when they put together the cast list or, or not, uh, not thought about that. And sometimes there's various roles that sometimes will get left out, but, um, For the most part, especially now, most people are credited unless they request, there have been people who have requested to not be credited on things, uh, but that would normally be if it was something that they didn't, you know, they either couldn't, they didn't want to use their name, they weren't able to do that, or they, for some reason, didn't, you know, wanted to be wanted to surprise people but for the most for the most part most of the projects that i work on outside of that it may have also been an oversight but people will um will be credited there are some times when games get turned over very quickly and they they don't put sort of things on there but um it was me (laughs) so here is my credit i did that
3: (laughs) And and I want to point out that Cynthia Velasquez is the first Latino and Latina in the Silent Hill franchise. So I thought that was pretty cool. I I thought
1: it was pretty cool too. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm very I'm very excited about that.
3: So, do you
0: ever get recognized by your voice, like just n- nobody knowing who you are, and then you're you're just talking to them in some kind of like social situation? You're like they're like, oh my god, you're, you know, Amy or you're um i don't i don't, I don't, know, yeah. I
1: don't know or elena or is the uh, uh that will happen more here than anywhere else cuz people cuz uh, people are expecting to hear that a lot of times with voice acting you have a little bit more of people don't necessarily recognize you but i have gotten a lot of occasionally it has happened there's there's a couple of people who have but um i have gotten a lot of you you can't see my face right now but it's like squinty eyes and then they're like you sound really familiar do i wait and then if they and then when they know what i do then they'll try and guess you know things but for the most part that's usually what i get i get here i've gotten people will go it's like oh my gosh you're so and so and i know that and i was like okay how did you you know <laughs> but uh i will have a lot of times that i work with when i do when i'm performing if you're doing if you're doing dubs it's different if you're doing a prelay or if you're doing something else if you're doing dubs there's a lot of people who I've worked with for a long time and unless our session paths cross because we're not in the booth at the same time we haven't met each other and there are people who I have been in the elevator with in that respect that will come up and then I'm like, wait a second, I know you (laughs) and we can sort of recognize each other's characters on there but for the most part, the nice part about uh, about sort of using your voice is that unless people are familiar with your face as well you just get a squinty face, which is just like, so, which is fine. in New York, everybody's like, they're like, who are you? I don't know if they're squinting at me because they recognize my voice or if they want me out of their chair, you know, on <laughs> the subway. Who knows?
0: And um, one of the the other person that um, is a part of our podcast is a big fan of Amy. Um, we sometimes give him some flack for it just because, I don't know, it's fun. And...
2: <laughs> it's <laughs>
0: And I think he said that you, I don't know where you read this, but he, he said that you said that um, Amy is your favorite uh, character voice to do.
1: Uh, she is one of our first. I I usually, she, Amy, and, um, you know, Nina sits in there. We've got some deed. But, yeah, I love, I love Amy voice. In the beginning, I had, when I was trying to find her, it took me a little while to do that. But I love her. She's super cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm not going to do it right now also because my voice is very deep very deep but yes yeah
0: the reason I brought that up is because uh, well like how do you feel about the level of uh, passion that the Sonic fandom has in general towards you know those characters
1: I think it's great (laughs) I love it Um, I I, I'm happy with anything because we can kind of I was talking to someone else about this just recently um, you do a lot of stuff. We do it by ourselves. We're in a room or there's a couple of us in there and you never know how it's going to go out into the world. So to know that there's like a lot of people who are sort of into it and like the voice and are, are very excited and uh, who sort of grew up watching it or, or it had a part in their day and it means something to them, that's super cool on my part. But yeah, and I don't know. I'm like, I have stuff that I'm a super fan about. So, you know, <laughs> I dig it. <laughs>
0: you brought up in the panel earlier uh, that you were super excited whenever you heard that Cheryl was getting a remake or uh, a reboot. Is is there anything that you've heard like rumblings about or like some rumors here and there that you think to yourself, oh, I want to be a part of that?
1: Uh, There are always, there's always stuff like there's, I definitely like, Everybody sort of has their ideas about like sort of Marvel and DC kind of things because that's all stuff that happens. There have been other stuff. Uh, I will say I, I am very sad about She-Ra because it was my favorite, but I do watch it religiously. I also watched the Voltron reboot very religiously. I'm just saying. Um, I'm not, I'm, you guys can't see me over here, but I'm sort of, you know, hiding my, (laughs) hiding my face as it, as it just turns red. But, uh, there are, and, like for me, those are a lot of shows that I grew up watching. Even like like it was fun to watch um, the Ducktales reboots, like things like that. So as as things come up there, yes, there's rumblings. Things I won't say anything of, of stuff, but most definitely, um, there's a lot of stuff that DreamWorks and various other projects have sort of brought in that I would love love to be a part of. So we'll see what we'll see what happens, and then you'll talk to me again. It'll be great. <laughs>
0: and uh one of those shows that's getting rebooted that i kind of also grew up with that i didn't expect to come back but i'm excited is uh the Masters of the, of the universe reboot that kevin smith is doing
1: yes! yes yes that i heard about which i thought was super super yeah, super I, cool mhm I that's mm-hmm. yeah, pretty awesome well, i mean it makes sense i mean yeah. Shira was back so you got to yeah, you know got some pretty big fan mm-hmm. very exciting that's just something here. Yeah, I think that's actually everything that, <laughs> that oh, okay. we had done. Yeah. Oh, do you guys come to San Japan all the time?
0: Yeah, we come every year. This is the first time that we actually got the press bed. We usually just come here just, you know, mm-hmm. as a tradition kind of thing. Okay. But yeah. Um,
1: this is my favorite. I've been here much time, so I love it, and I love yeah, San Antonio. I'm, awesome.
0: I'm surprised at the amount of panels and the amount of things that you do. It's, like, crazy. I, I wanted to go to the uh, that improvisational cabaret. Uh, oh, the cabaret, cabaret. But I did, yes. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't get to go to it because uh well we had a big group and had a reservation at some restaurant and they wanted to get everybody there so you know that's uh but I I I, I I do mm -hmm. enjoy all the panels that you've been or you know the two that I've been that I've gone to like and you're super involved in it it's pretty it's pretty cool
1: thank you (laughs) yeah I I, well this is that's I sort of when I first started there was also or sort of that's me not being able to speak okay. um, when I first started there was a lot of different panels and different things but there's I, I've been doing this for a long time so there's a lot of stuff that I can do like normally people will do the like let you tell me about me so that's where I sort of brought in the cabaret improv jam so i'm I'm also a singer so I also do I also do cabaret I do that so I sort of tell all my stories in that and then I also you know will sing and do other things and then I will um I will, uh, then sing any, I will sing a song, make up a song about any anime that you have, whether I've seen it or not, to various levels of inaccuracy. (laughs) We'll see what happens. So, uh, which is always lots of fun. But, um, that's sort of like the performer side that I have. Then I have what we did earlier today, which was a directing panel, which will tell you a little bit more of that. And this is where I kind of get to share a little bit of both of those with like a little craft and a little bit of acting. So, as long as people dig it, I like you know, I'm down. But yeah. thank you so much. Thank you for coming no, out.
0: thank you stuff. so much for giving us, giving us the time. I know you have stuff going on. I'm gonna go uh,
1: eat some food and then get ready for another panel. I hope you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's your world. You make me sick, can you make me know Through the streets, they were always there for me Believe in the best, will do the God Seven of the street, 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 seven of the street. In that place I ride to speed. So way are hear your boys? cause I get out there Put it to west, I'm 40 to the foot in it Riding away, feeling Seventy Street Cause I'm a different way you want to wanna be a lefty every day Nothing more to me Than to feel free. beat Ain't we did for me Seven Street seven Street seven Street seven Street the Street the Street Without a I ride Cause I get out there for it to work for it